Listener Production. G'day and welcome to Footy Talk. We are your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Today we're doing something a little bit different during the off-season. Me, myself, Zoe, I'm the producer of the show, and Ethan, our digital producer, Ethan. Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We're going to be going through the best bits, our favourite bits of the show throughout the year. And naturally, we had to start with the Thervolution, one of our favourite guests on this show that we've had come through a few times this year and give us some absolute nuggets. Yeah, now I don't know how you've condensed this rundown to one page because Fev provided us with that much this year. Somehow we found the very best though, Zoe. Yeah, so we'll give you the dates for each episode. So if you do want to go back to some of those other previous Fev episodes, you can check it out. Just like the first one that we're going to reminisce back to. So... On the 2nd of March, it was Feb's first time in the studio. We had him in with Daisy and Broden Kelly from Auntie Donut, which was a really random combination of people. Yeah, it was absolute chaos. They spent 25 minutes. I don't know if they actually talked about any footy at all, but what they did talk about was bloody hilarious. It was so funny. Broden, for context, used to work at the MCG when he was younger. So he is a massive Demons fan as well, but he was loving talking to Fev and Daisy about what was going on down on the ground while he was up serving beers to people in the MCG bar? <laughs> it, uh, it beats checking whether people are wearing their collars at the MCC. I think Brian <laughs> had a really good time doing that. So this first day that we had Fev in, it had just happened after the building was evacuated because there was this, reportedly there was a smoke machine or something in the Fox studios. Yeah, so Fox got kicked out of, they were doing some recording and the smoke alarm got set off. Fiery's call to the building, everybody evacuated. And this story leads me to believe that Fev might have been responsible for this because it's really funny what Fev and Daisy got up to on the golf course. When I heard that the smoke had gone off, it did take me back to a round of golf we played at Moona Links. Yes, the double gaspers. And, uh, yeah, at one point you've got the left hand glove on because you're a right-hander as you play golf. And then all of a sudden you've come out of the bushes with two gloves on. Yeah smelling of smoke, and I said, what's going on? Yeah, old two gloves, Fev. I, um, well, I'd quit smoking. So when I play golf, I have a couple of darts. Yes. So the missus is really happy that I don't smoke. Um, she won't listen to this, so that's fine. Um, and I always smoke with my lefty, yep. my left hand. So I put the glove on um, to smoke. So obviously my fingers don't smell like smoke. <laughs> they smell on the glove. So when I take the glove off, my fingers smell perfect. So um, it's just uh, uh, just hiding the smoke smell. And you, you thought that was quite genius. I thought it was yeah. genuinely genius. Yeah. I was like, yeah. the, one to get away with it, but yeah. had the missus on you still at the yeah. ripe old age of 40 plus? Yeah. I'm glad you said 40 plus. That's there you fine. go. We'll leave it at that. Low 40. On that same episode, Fev told us the story about how he came to kick 12 goals in the Millennium match, which is honestly the most ridiculous thing ever. (laughs) Yeah, teams are struggling to kick 12 goals a game at the moment, but what Fev did in the lead-up to himself (laughs) kicking 12 goals in a Millennium match between Carlton and Collingwood, end of 1999, has to be heard to be believed. It's an all-time match preparation story, so here it is. Have a listen. Uh, Speaking of kicking, I think you said eight goals. Have a listen to this. When we're talking novelty matches, have a listen to this. Ah, 
yes, Carlton and Collingwood really stirs the blood. And this is the Millennium Game. And this is the Carlton version 2000, even though we're still in 1999. Good evening and welcome to the MCG for this special one-off Millennium Game between the traditional foes, Carlton and Collingwood. Pressure applied by Beaumont. Kick off the ground for Vola. Oh. He's kicked the goal. Soccer-style Brendan Favola. He's got his second. So he's second within 30 Great seconds. Kick. Good kick it was, wasn't it? He's going for his fifth goal in the first half of this match. And it's a beautiful kick. In the middle to Nelson. Nelson straight up the corridor. It bounces to Hamill. He look, looks for support. Lappin pops it over the top. Favola again. He's going for double figures now. Favola. Beautiful kicking style. Double figures. No handballs. 11 goals. How many handballs? It's already a record. Now for a dozen. Well 12 goals. You know, sometimes you come to a sporting event and you've hardly heard of some of the competitors and you go away and a bloke is just a headliner. And so is Brendan Favola. He was right. Is that Drew Morford? I think it is. Yeah. Geez, that sounded a long time ago. Well, it was. It was. 1999, the eve of 2000, yeah. you've had a millennium match against the Pies. 18-year-old yeah. Brendan Favola waltzes out unannounced and... Bang. 12 snags. Kick 12 snags. Yeah, turned it on. Zero handballs. So don't have a go at me about handballs. Now, Daisy, Daisy, you're always told as a full forward, when you're inside 75, don't handball. <laughs> You're all. <laughs> I'm there to kick snags. I'm not there yes. to handball it. Um, yeah, but what a game that was playing in the Millennium. No one wanted to play as New Year's Eve. You want to be well, on no the Well, no one rocked up. Yeah, well, they had a few. There was a few there. There was actually a few there. I was quite surprised. I reckon there was that 30, 40,000, which is not a bad crowd. Not on my On a New Year's Eve. No, yeah. there was, it was okay. a big crowd. I was quite uh, I was quite surprised. But it was an early game, 6.30. So uh, there was enough time afterwards to get out in the town and uh, froth up. But, yeah, that was, what, a, that was a big game. What about the pregame? So you've pre-game. obviously come out and kicked 12. If you can remember, yeah. what did you do pre-game to get yourself in just the perfect mindset to come out and dominate and make yourself a head? Well, as you know, Daisy, we're elite athletes, so um, I'd just been drafted the year uh, that year, which was 1999. I got 98, got drafted, so that was still in my first year. Um, and you want to, you know, hang out with your mates, and you hang out with your drill mates yep. all the time. And I had my blokes uh, down Narrowar and Hallam. I'm still living down there at the time uh, with my family, and my mate had a New Year's Eve party, which you do. And I thought it started at 12 o'clock. So I thought I'll go hang out with my mates just before before the game just to do the right thing because, yep. you know, I don't want to be sitting at home thinking about footy. I'll go hang out with my mates. And um, I <laughs> thought to myself, I'm not going to eat any food here because, you know, your mate's house, they've got the pies, the pizzas, the sausage rolls. Sausage shit food. Doritos. Yeah, yep. you can't Crap. eat that. can't eat that. I'm, a, I'm an elite athlete. You are. I'm a professional. Played yep. the MCG. Last game of the millennium. And I got to about 2 o'clock. I had to be at the ground at 4.30. Got to about 2 o'clock and I thought, oh, I'm getting a bit thirsty. So I thought I'd have a white night, just a nice gym beam. Um, and I, I drank one and shit, it tastes good. So I drank two. So I drive into the MCG and I didn't know whether um, I could go the, the southeastern freeway because of the traffic. And I thought, oh, there'd be booze buses and stuff around. So I'll, I'll, I'll duck off. And I, I went the long way, down Princess Highway, down the Pean Highway, and then I got out to South Melbourne and I saw the big right. golden arches. Do you know the McDonald's just, just around here on the road. corner? Yep. 
And I went, oh, I'm starving because I hadn't eaten all day. I thought I need to eat something. So I pulled into the McDonald's drive through two McChickens, smashed them, got the MCG, um, ran out in the ground, feeling pretty good about myself, two white knights down, two gym beams and kick 12. <laughs> so there you go. There's the perfect Gave everyone a little bit, of a little bit of a taste what I could do and then I tried that for the next two years, never worked. <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite. It didn't not, quite. Not overly surprising. The <laughs> dietitian pushing. What's that, Trev? What's your, uh, what's your pregame there? I used to always eat a McChicken before the game. I loved it. He was back on May 18 and he told a story about Daisy's dad, um, or as he likes to call him, Mickey Milkshakes, Mick Malthouse, <laughs> how Fev got uh, one of the all-time greasies from Mick Malthouse one day. Um, what was it after? What in, What started this whole thing? So this was a game between Carlton and Collingwood in 2007. As Fev says in this upcoming grab, he, he had the shits with Mick, uh, not Mick Malthouse, he had the shits with Alan Didak, who had been targeting oh, a couple yeah. of players. Heath Scotland was one of them. I think Mark <laughs> Murphy, like a young 19-year-old Mark <laughs> Murphy was another, and Did's full-blown Rat Pack style was just going after them. Fev had had enough and by quarter time was ready to rip into him. <laughs> so have a listen. This is the story of how Fev started a low-key war with probably the one person in the football landscape you don't want to start a war with, Mick Malthouse. Remember when you ran through our huddle? Yeah, I did. Josh Fraser. Yeah. Uh, with a, he was down on the ground. You he got knocked and, out. And he was already down, and then you went through. And no, put, no, 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 no. I went through Alan Didak. Oh, you went through Because Didak, for the last two years, he knocked out Mark Murphy, ran straight through him, dogs act. He did the same thing to Scotto, yeah. who was got yeah, him, and then mates. he got Gibbs the year before that. Good. And I, and then he got he got Scotto that game. I think he went he went through Scotto, and I went enough's enough. I'm like I'm going to get this little prick. So this, was it half time or quarter time? It was quarter time. Quarter time. We were we were four, maybe three goals up. Yeah, we were humming, and I saw an opportunity. He was doing his shoelaces up, and I That's just right. went bang, and it was on huddle punch on boom. I had blood pouring out of my head. There was bodies everywhere, and I remember there's a there was a picture in the age of Mickey Moldhouse just staring at me, and you had your banner up. You remember the old banners yeah, they used yeah. to put up? I had blood pouring from my face. Ryan Houlihan was standing next to me, and he's just greasing me off like he wanted to kill me. So we cut it out of the paper, put it in a laminate, and signed it to Mick. Um, thanks for the thanks for the brawl or something, and we sent it to the footy club. <laughs> I don't know if he ever got it, but it was funny. And then we lost by 80 points. <laughs> you sent Michael Moldhouse uh, yeah. a signed photo of just, yourself yeah. with Claret, him giving you yeah. the genuine stink Absolute eye. Absolute stink eye. There's, you probably, if you go, you would see the picture. And I don't know if it got to him, but I sent it to the footy club. Um, oh and then we ran goodness. out after quarter time, two or three goals up, lost by 86 points. On June 23, it was retro round. He was back on deck with Joey. Um, he relived the 2008 century shootout with Buddy Franklin in this episode. Yeah, I think he's still annoyed with Alastair Clarkson about this. Luke Hodge put it really well. So, of course, that game, Buddy Franklin needed two goals to reach 100. Fev needed eight. He was on 92. <sighs> needed eight goals to kick his 100 for the season. He would have been the last player to do it, ended up kicking seven, and the story as to how that unfolded over the course of the game as Fev was trying to get that elusive 100th goal is incredible. Oh, my God. This is the same episode where Joey told us how he met his childhood hero and it was in the strangest (laughs) place ever. Then Fev tried to make headlines because he gave intel on... It was before Dimmer had signed with the Suns. I'm pretty sure he just left Richmond and Fev was trying to make headlines, so it was... I'm not sure how true the um, <laughs> things 
that Fev was trying to convince us of were actually happening. But anyway, this is all from the episode that was published on June 23. So if you want to have a listen back to it, just scroll back through the feed and check it out. This story that we're going to remember now, though, is about one of the all-time brawls that broke out at one of Carlton's training sessions. Yeah, I'll watch this video like once every couple of months on YouTube. It's between Satanta Halpin and Cam Cloak. Of course, Cam Cloak and Satanta at Carlton together at the time. Gotten a little bit of a stoush at Carlton training. Someone managed to capture it on camera. The video's hilarious. The story from Fev might be even better. I played a game at uh, Optus Oval, yeah. a practice game where uh, What's, um, yeah. uh, uh, Satanta or Halpin <laughs> uh, kicked. He's got his only kick for his career. Yeah. He kicked uh, Cameron Cloak straight in the nuts. That, bang. That's right. And there was a punch on. In an intra club. Yeah, man, he got suspended. Did we he got club, no, club suspension? suspension, yeah. yeah. It was a very, very interesting time. Tanta probably did what a few people are I remember I walked in because I was only playing three quarters and we had the Rolls Royce, Chris Judd, obviously yep. uh, the skipper. And he was put on ice. He doesn't play those games. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to play Surprise, those games. Surprise, you played three quarters of an well, intra club. I, I, well, I... Over the off-season, I come back fat, oh, yeah. and then I work it off yep. because it's called an off-season. Yep. You don't train in the off-season. Never did one run yep. in any off-season I ever did over 12 years. Is that true? Oh, no, mate, why? That's what pre-season's for. Yeah. Pre-season's to lose your weight. Yep. Um, you don't win Coleman's in uh, January. Yep. And then I got to uh, – it was like the last game, so I was playing three quarters, and that was when it happened at three-quarter time. Massive all-in uh, between those two. And I walk into the, the – down into the old Heatley stand, and Juddy was in the shower. And I said, Juddy um, – a bit of an issue just happened out in the field because I was going to have a shower. Juddy had been doing his uh, his rehab because uh, he was very good at doing that sort of yeah. stuff. He, he's uh, <laughs> Pilates he's and stuff. Yeah, his yes. temple, body is his temple. Um, and I said, uh, you wouldn't believe this, Chris. Uh, Satanta's just kicked Cameron Cloak on the footy field. There's media <laughs> everywhere. And he said, Bull- he, he, bullshit. I said, no, nah, he thought I'd have, it was having him on. I yeah. go, no, nah, no, nah, man. And then Satanta comes storming in, Johnny, oh, yeah, yeah, going nuts. And Johnny's like, okay, mate, just go home. We'll sort it out. Um, but what? <laughs> that's probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me at a footy club. Right. Teammates kick it. Like, it was full on. Yeah. With all the media That's there. That's when Juddy's w- realised he's walked into a rabble. Yeah, well, he walked into a rabble. I was on the leadership group, <laughs> Nance Riddle and Nick Stevens. He knew it was a rabble before he got there. <laughs> he chose to come to the rabble. Something I always think about with Fev is how him and Chris Judd came to be friends. It's such a strange pairing of human beings. Like when you know Juddy and you know Fev, I don't see how... Can you imagine Chris Judd walking into Carlton and rolling into what is got to be one of the loosest human beings of all time? Yeah, Brenda J- Pavola. Juddy, one of the ultimate professionals, <laughs> you, you know, worked so hard and so talented with what he did at multiple clubs. And then there's Fev just on the other end of the scale, just rolling in, <laughs> obviously from what you've heard, with no preparation whatsoever and just doing whatever the hell he wanted. I would have loved to just be a fly on the wall for those Carlton days. Anyway, one of the last times Fev came in during the year was during grand final week when we had him in with Daisy and Abby. This was, I remember after we finished this episode, Daisy walked out and looked at me. He's like, I don't know how this guy is still alive. <laughs> like he was shook by the amount of stories. This was the first time that we had Fev with the podcast, um, with Abby on the podcast as yes. well. And we were, I remember we were trying to prep her before Fev came in and we're like, Abby, this is just, it's going to be like 30 minutes of the most chaotic stories you've ever heard in your life. You just got to sit back and 
let it roll. And that is exactly what happened. Yeah, you got Abby, the ultimate professional, you know, so good at everything. And then you've got Fev just rolling in for one of the most chaotic half an hours of all time. This was the episode he took his tooth out <laughs> mid-chat and just scared the shit out of Abby, made Daisy just piss himself laughing. He did it like it was nothing. And he told this story about a corona bucket, Zoe, that just left <laughs> us in tears. This was the funniest story I think that we've heard on the podcast this year. And it is the most quintessentially Brendan Favola story. <laughs> that I've ever heard in my life. So enjoy this one. Mad Mondays are fun. Probably the biggest thing you look forward to, especially when you played at the Blues between 2003 <laughs> and 2009. Um, we're organising it about round five. Yeah. It's already in. The footy trip's already getting organised because we're zipping five and we're not playing finals. And you just build up to it. It's just a time when you just have fun and you let your hair down and stuff happens there that just would never happen anywhere else. Anything apart from the ones we know about yourself that happened? Any injuries? Um, oh. no, no, uh, uh, no, I got. I did get – I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, <laughs> I, get, I, get, I got a nickname called Buckethead. Buckethead. And that's from the Carlton boys. Uh, and the boys are on this footy trip now. We went to Hong Kong, Shanghai. Uh, yeah, no, we went to Macau. Uh, That's a went, bougie end-of-season trip. Yeah, we went to Macau, mate. We're, we're, Is that the, like, players, the casino rich. island? Go wherever you want. <laughs> Is Macau the, the punting part off yeah, Hong Kong? Yeah, Macau's yep. the punting part. It's not part of China. China yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Uh, so it's Macau. you got to get a boat. You get the boat over and you go into a beautiful hotel. And we went to this party. Uh, we went to a pool deck for just for about 11 o'clock drinks. And we just get in the morning, yep. yeah, 10 o'clock drinks or 11 o'clock drinks. And we're sitting there around the pool and it was strawberry daiquiri after strawberry daiquiri after strawberry daiquiri. And then about five o'clock, the barmaid come over because they loved it because we're, like, we're just 10 more, 10 more. <laughs> Every time they put one down because it takes a while for them to make it. Yep. By the time they come back, we've drank them. And anyway, they said there's a big, uh, there's a band playing tonight, a big, a, a big a famous group playing. Right. Would you guys like a, a booth right in front of the pool deck? And you can get it because you've been here all day and we love you. We're like, bang, we're in, boys. Still in our shorts, no tops. All these people have come into this fancy little, like, uh, pool party mm. with all their, like, grouse kit on. Oh, dresses and stuff. and glamour. And we, and we, uh, we look like we're, <laughs> Bali, we're in Bali and we're an absolute rabble. So anyway, we started getting these Coronas and the Coronas are in a bucket yep. with the ice to keep them cold. So we kept caught, uh, getting buckets. And me being an uh, uh, absolute moron, on the piss, uh, I thought it'd be a wise idea to tip out all the ice once a bucket is, and I stuck it on my head and started dancing to the um, to the tunes, and I slipped over all the ice, banged my head onto the pool, and knocked myself out cold. <laughs> oh no! No, no, I'm out cold. So my tooth's fallen out, my fake tooth. It's fallen out. The paramedics have come. <laughs> And I'm out. Like, I'm in all sorts of trouble. They've lifted me up and the boys are like, you need to go to the hospital, you need to go to the hospital. And I just grabbed another Corona skull to put the tooth back in and kept dancing and got the nickname Buckethead. <laughs> Buckethead, there you go. I, and if that bucket wasn't there, I probably could have been dead. Wow. That's what the paramedics the helmet said. The helmet saved you. Sa the bucket saved me because I hit the edge of the corner of the pool because I went straight back and bang oh, and wow. the bucket had a massive big dint in it. <laughs> so it wouldn't fit my head now, so I'm lucky I was a bit skinnier. But, yeah, that's why I get Buckethead. Okay, there's some of our favourite bits from Fev from throughout the year. He'll be back on the show next season. And if you want to listen back to any of his episodes, you can literally just go on the podcast feed and search Fev and all of the episodes that we've had Fev on will come up so you can have a listen back to them. I highly recommend. There is, It's just like 
it's an experience. Yeah, I need to go back and listen to those again. I need to listen to those full episodes again. No wonder why they're some of the most popular <laughs> episodes and some of the most popular anythings in footy talk history. Fev, just an unstoppable content hilarity sort of machine. We'd love to hear from you what some of your favourite moments throughout the year have been. So next year we can craft this show around what you really loved and what you want more of. So if you've got feedback for us on this podcast, you can uh, send us a message on our Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. We're going to post some of these Feb telling these stories to our Instagram and our TikTok as well. So be sure to hit the follow button. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us a review. We want to hear all your feedback, like I said, so we can totally tailor this to what you guys want next year. Yeah, what I'm hearing is more loose because it's just unstoppable and it never fails to make me laugh. (laughs) Even just thinking about him makes me laugh. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Listener.